0: Each badger marks the track with its own scent.
2: His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word biche, meaning digger. as the music fades away hello everybody welcome along it's another edition of the cricket badger podcast i am james as always on the cricket badger podcast and i'm going to bring them on and my guest today it's a no boundaries cricket club special and there in the middle of the screen is chris marshall who is the uh the found Do we call you the founder of no boundaries cricket club uh founder. Well, oh, you've got all Norman Collier on me. You were fine when we were talking beforehand, but you've gone all, gone all weird on us now. I'll bring Jake in whilst you fiddle around with your uh, gadgetry. Jake Burton, who is uh, from Runs for Research. Uh, hello, Jake. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Good evening, James. Thanks for having me
2: on. I mean, Runs for Research, Alzheimer's, isn't it? Uh, tell us a little bit about the background to that.
1: Yeah, so at the back end of, of 2020, uh, I unfortunately lost my grandfather, uh, big cricket fan, big uh, club cricket player. Um, and then over that period I kind of looked at, at kind of trying to find ways to to kind of raise awareness. Um, at the end of his life he did suffer with with Alzheimer's. Um so it kind of made made sense to to go down that route. Um, and then again with my own love of cricket, my my family's love of cricket, it was a okay, we'll come up with a an initiative to to kind of combine the two together. So run for Research um was born. Um initially as a a very small uh, kind of fundraising project, I suppose to, to call it that we've um, we've trying to get maybe a hundred people um, to maybe raise a thousand pounds and we' we're, we're into year three now and we have vastly exceeded those those expectations
2: Well, my um my relationship with Alzheimer's Chris kindly asked me to be an ambassador of no boundaries cricket club and um, one of the things in the conversation was name a charity and my charity is Alzheimer's. Um, Because like you, my family has been affected by Alzheimer's. Um, My grandma was the person that took me down to Kent when I was, I think I first went down when I was about seven or eight years old. Um, My mum's side of the family is from Kent and um, I got taken down there with my grandma and it was for a week and it wasn't anything to do with cricket when we first went down. But I got down there, my great uncle Reg was a Kent member his son John was a Kent member and they used to go together. And on the Sunday after the Saturday when we arrived, um, my uncle Reg wasn't feeling very well. John turned up to take him to the cricket um, and he didn't fancy going. And they looked at me and uh, as a young sort of seven or eight year old and said, Is he going to be okay going to the cricket? Can he go? And I sat there completely um, motionless and uh, intrigued by cricket from the start. And then I think for the next 10 years, my grandma. And I went down for an annual holiday in August to watch the cricket, the Canterbury Cricket Week. Um, And sadly, in her, the last 10 years of her life were um, completely blighted by Alzheimer's. She disappeared into being a child, basically, um, and ended up uh, living with my um, auntie down in Cornwall. And then in in a rest home towards the end of it. But uh, it's a horrible, horrible illness, Jake, isn't it? You kind of just lose the person. Yes,
1: yeah. I think it's it's impacts so many people and, and as you say, it's you you feel as if those people have, have kind of gone for your way before they actually they have done. Yeah. and obviously with with the impact that we had, obviously with COVID playing a part as well in that particular year, um, it kind of felt like we, we didn't give him the send off that he probably deserved. And therefore kind of me coming up with this solution, it slashing init, this initiative was, was kind of a, a bit of a, a feedback off off the back of that, I suppose, as well.
2: Last thing to you, um, Jake, before I bring Chris back in is uh, I spoke to somebody actually the other day, we were talking about um, dementia and Alzheimer's and what have you. And uh, they said that their mum had died. And I said, Oh, I'm really sorry. Um, You know, and it was quite recent and they said yeah but I'm I kind of got my head around it almost because they died as a as a human being probably eight years before or something like that and it's like that isn't it a little bit because you, you've you lost the person you've kind of resigned yourself to the fact that they're already gone despite the fact they're actually still breathing and when they die it's it's no surprise really but it's still sad but it's no surprise
1: 100% I, I will always will, will kind of agree, agree with that because, yeah, we we lost him some time before he, he passed away. Uh, you yeah. have to remember the times before that, I suppose.
2: Absolutely. And, yeah, like with my grandma, plenty of fantastic memories of her. There, there was a moment, actually, where I went down to the nursing home. We got told that she was on her way out. And, uh, and we were all kind of family had congregated at this nursing home to effectively say goodbye to her. Um, And for some reason, my mum and the rest of the family had gone to the back of the room and I was was sat next to the bedside of my grandma and she just looked up for a split second and she was there um, literally with teddy bears around her and, you know, in a nappy. I mean, really undignified way to go. But she just looked at me for about probably half a second. She looked up, came back into the current, said James, and then just disappeared again. And my mum said, are you going to come back tomorrow to see her? And I said, no. That's that's enough for me. She's kind of seen me, recognised me, even if it was just for that split second. And then she's, um, yeah, that was my, that was enough for me to say goodbye to her. Um, but yeah, that horrible, horrible illness. I mean, the No Boundaries Cricket um, Club is something which uh, Chris has set up. And as I say, I'm very happy to be an ambassador for, um, to try and basically use cricket as a means to... Do good things, involve people, do good stuff, raise money where possible, um, and, and yeah, and, and we had a, an episode about a month ago where we talked about scoring and how scoring um, isn't just a professional part of cricket, but you can sit there with your scorebook at a club or a, a, in, in the stands at a, a county game, and that's a way into cricket, um, wh- whoever you are. Um, but yeah, this um, the cricket coffee cup. And uh, Cricket Coffee Co. By the way, are uh, um, associated with the uh, Cricket Badger podcast as well as No Boundaries Cricket Club. And yeah, ten percent off if you quote Badger. Go on, Cricket Coffee Co. Um, and um, basically pick your pick your coffee, um, put Badger in the code, and you get ten percent off your order. Uh, but they're associated with this as well, Jake. And we're getting them clubs together to play in this Cricket Coffee Cup.
1: Yeah, I um, yeah, Chris Chris asked me to play. Uh, kind of a, a couple of months ago. Um, and again, as is, is kind of an, a, raise, uh, a way of raising awareness for for obviously the, the work that Chris is doing for for my own cause, but also just to, to be able to, to to kind of play with some like-minded people, I suppose. So yeah, that's taking place at the end of May um, up in up in Yorkshire. So again, for, for myself, it's nice to kind of visit a different part of the world and, and play some cricket as well.
2: 29th of May, that isn't it, I think? Correct. Yeah, so that's getting people together and we're going to try and raise some money for Alzheimer's as well along the way which is obviously charity dear to both of our hearts as well now
1: you are listening to the cricket badger podcast
2: um Chris has um, basically just messaged me to say he's got no sounds and he's obviously got no microphone either so he's completely a uh, a sleeping partner in this podcast as things stand. Um I mean what are your hopes um for uh, runs for research then How, where what is you obviously explained why you set it up to start with but where is it taking you where is it where's where ideally are ideally you going to be going with that?
1: Well I think as I say year, year one the the goal was was always 1000 a 1000 a pounds and 100 people 100 people involved which we, we smashed through that in year one. We raised just short of, of £6,000 um, with with more than 250 people um, involved. Um, again, after year one, you think you're blown away by the support. Year two, uh, we had 533 um, club cricketers involved and wow. um, raised just over £11,000. So again, we've we've kind of doubled from year one to year two. Um, I genuinely don't know where the, the kind of the, the ceiling is on this, but um, to me, it's such a simple concept that, in theory, it's it's endless. Um, I think people have asked me what what the target is. I think, tongue in cheek, I'd like to say twenty thousand. Um, I think that is achievable, um, but I think it's 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 hard work. Um, but the the kind of the, the positive outlook of that is we're sitting here in in March. Uh, we're still six four to six weeks from the start of the season and we've we've got four hundred and fifty signups already. Um so we're still we're still a, a little way ahead. Um, but seasons as the season kicks off people more and more people do get involved um, as they start to see see bat stickers from, from opposing players and their own teammates. Um, so I'm expecting that that we will we will pass the the sign up number from last year. Whether the 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 fundraising effort gets to, to kind of my own target, I don't know. Um, but I'm I'm grateful as to whatever whatever we can raise. Um, but I think the big thing that that it has done is it's kind of opened doors to to speak to like minded people um, across the board, whether it be people like yourself and Chris, um, and ju- and just generally show how good the cricket community is, really, whether, especially on social media.
2: So how how are you raising money then? I mean, it's all very well saying get clubs involved, do all this that and the other. How does the money get raised?
1: So club cricketers uh, sign up individually um, as, as their own player. Um, and at the start of the season, um, they, they're effectively committing to, to making a donation to, to the charity at the end of the year via a Just Giving page. Um, the donation is worked out based on their performances. So it's 5p per run um, and 50p per wicket. So hopefully by the end of the season, the, 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 the gun players, the, the, the players that score thousands of runs and taking dozens and dozens of wickets end up with a, with a large donation. But you, you, you're you man in the street club cricketer that, that maybe scores a couple of hundred runs, takes a few wickets, gets a donation that, that's probably more reasonable. Um, we never wanted it to be something that, that people felt they were uh, committing to something they couldn't afford. Um, but by the quantities of players involved, that's uh, kind of allowed it to, to accumulate to the level that it has, I suppose.
2: And how are we going to raise money on the 29th of May then? How are we going to get people involved in that to raise money for the Cricket Coffee Cup?
1: I suppose it's it's just a case of spreading the awareness on the day, um, showing that that people are um, that 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 this is something that they can do to do to support our um, UK during the season as as well as on the day. I suppose um, I think the, the the intricacies of the, the fundraising efforts, specifically on the day, that that would be Chris's area more than mine. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to, to kind of meeting some people. Hopefully, some of the people that they'll be playing on both sides may even be signed up as well. So
2: well if chris ever comes back onto this podcast we'll find out what his uh, his hopes and fears are for this There, um, but the the money you raise goes to goes to which charity and have you uh, been told how that's been used are they happy that it's been raised I, I would imagine so
1: yeah very very much so it specifically goes to alzheimer's research uk um we we do that for a just giving page um which allows kind of me to to withdraw myself from responsibility of holding any money which in in these sort of things is is always crucial um but again i think we we've had uh, i've been working alongside ARUK uk since the very very start um with 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 the team there um and they've that they can't speak highly enough of of the work that we're doing and and the impact it's going to have uh, to the wider cause i suppose
2: well fantastic work jake really is um brilliant stuff and uh, i think chris is back and i think chris can hear me now and um, we'll find out if he can actually speak in a second um but chris um no boundaries cricket club We've been talking to Jake there about um, the Alzheimer's side of things, raising the money, um, runs for research, and the aims and uh, hopes for runs for research. But obviously the Cricket Coffee Cup on the 29th of May is our way of kind of getting involved in this, isn't
0: it? It is. Hopefully um, I'm back now and and you can hear me. I'm not quite sure how much you went into it, but, but one thing I've noticed or been aware of since we started doing the No Boundaries thing is just how many people are combining a passion for cricket Uh, With a very strong desire to to do good for a specific cause, and with the history of what's going on or the background of what's going on in cricket at the moment, that's quite refreshing and and rewarding, um, and needs to be encouraged. Now, the the Cricket Coffee Company uh, came out with an initiative a while back and asked if they'd be interested in having a a branded, um, you know, coffee. Uh, you know, the, the, with 18% up to 18% of the uh, the proceeds going towards charities. Uh, so we we signed up for that, as have many others. Yeah, some charity clubs, other just regular clubs. Yeah, so it's been a, a great initiative, and it's also brought quite a few of us together. And so a couple of their clubs are now uh, affiliated clubs with ourselves. So we came up with this sort of little play on words that maybe we should try and get a, an annual cricket coffee cup game going. Uh, and a longer term sort of vision is that maybe it could even be a, a weekend festival of cricket with all of their affiliated clubs, you know, playing, uh, promoting their own particular coffee, have a bit of a, a coffee session and, and stuff like that. But but for the first year, we're going to play them and, and we've invited any the other, other um, players from other clubs that they, they work with to play with us, no. rather like the Barbarians, you know, we, we, we'll happily be a mixed team. Now, because it's up in your neck of the woods, and because you're an ambassador, James, and, and, and your history and, and passion for, for helping Alzheimer's society, we wanted to make it related to the Alzheimer's. Um, I'd come across Jake um, uh, on Twitter, as I, I, I think 90% of my life seems to be involved around meeting people on Twitter. Um, and I, I'd, I'd, you know, we'd, we'd started talking, and I'd said that I would wear one of their bands this year um, to. Uh, to uh, runs for research band. I don't know if you, you touched on that earlier, but well, I see you've got some on. Just just to help keep awareness, because a lot of it is just getting people talking, getting people asking a question. Um, and Jake said that would be great, and then Jake said he'd like to play in the game. Um, yeah, so that's that great. He's, he's even gone out, and he's not wearing it today, but he's gone out and bought the, the kit. Um, so he's a, a fully signed up disciple, and hopefully he'll play more for us, and, and yeah, I'll play for other games for, for other teams as well. So on the day we're just gonna try and, and have some fun, make people aware of, of Alzheimer's, as with a lot of things, not be afraid to talk about it. Yeah, we have we we have it in our family. Um yeah, my father in law died from, from Alzheimer's fifteen years ago, my, my mother in law's got vascular dementia, my mum's got early onset Alzheimer's. I don't think we should be too surprised by it because, you know, they're all living a bit longer and, and, and you know we probably had it in the past, but it wasn't diagnosed and it wasn't talked about and we didn't quite know what to do with it. And, and I don't know what your view is, Jake, but more and more, yeah, I think if, if we can find ways of helping people stay in the home uh, rather than care homes um, and that will require...
2: Get education and support. Oh, he's gone again. He's gone again. We we had him for a little bit, but he's gone again. Um, we yeah, we I mean, just getting onto that education stuff, Jake. It's um my my grandma. I think people first noticed with her. Um, she left uh, a she put a saucepan on the stove, um, and then went off to do something else, and basically nearly burnt the house down. And and yeah, you know, kind of forgetting stuff becomes dangerous, doesn't it? Keeping people inside their own home is not the easiest thing in the world.
1: Yeah, very, very much so, and I think it's, it's quite ironic. There's a story that that I always remember, which is one, one day my, my dad, um, yeah, my, my, my granddad's son went to, uh, uh, went to see him, um, and he was stood at the end of the road, and he was wearing, um, bowling whites. He was a, 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 when he, when he retired from cricket, he was a, he was a bowler, um, and he was wearing his bowling whites. And when Dad asked him what he was doing, he said, "I'm going to play cricket. Um, I'm, go- I, I know I can't field." Um, I'm not gonna bowl, but I'm gonna bat number eleven, but they want me to play. And obviously at that stage, he, he was still living in his own home, and it was very much a, something's not quite right here. Various other instances, but but that's one that that it shouldn't, but it will always make me laugh and smile at least, mm. because it's uh it's it's cricket related and, and ultimately probably was a was a factor in in diagnosis to a certain extent.
2: Yeah.
0: Chris, are you back with us? I'm back out. I'm back out. I am back I i do not know if it's my end or your end. I, I keep having this lovely lady singing a song to me. So I know that I can hear things, but then I can't hear your dulcet no.
2: well, Unfortunately, there's no lovely lady in my flat. <laughs> <laughs> the um, I mean, we were talking about there about you starting to talk about keeping people inside their own homes and stuff, and how we can actually maybe move Alzheimer's. Uh, you know, actually look after the people and then, you know, and it's not the easiest thing in the world, but I'm, I'm kind of relaying a story about my grandma um, nearly burning the place down by keeping a, uh, a pan on the stove too long because she'd forgotten it was there and stuff like that. Keeping people at home is not easy.
0: It's not, but I, I think with one of my old sort of you know, work-related hats on it, with the technology and options that are around now, you know, it, it is easier and more practical. Um, yeah we, we have a number of ring doorbells in, in service around various family as well so we can see where the carers are coming in and out we can actually um you know see if if, if anybody goes goes wandering you know at, at night um, you've got to be careful with webcams that they're not 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 intruding on people but you can put them in unobtrusive areas uh you know and my parents so uh, we've got a little signal in terms of you know if, if a, a, a curtains being opened in the morning i know they're up um, you know, if it isn't so, so the, the stuff like that, you know, the the, the WhatsApp groups, the the zooms, the, the 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 ways of keeping in touch, and I also think that there's more we scope to try and be creative in terms of matching up people that are young and, and entering the caring profession and want homes with the spare facilities and and you know bedrooms and things that are in some of these older people's houses. So I think I think we can be creative. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure that we should. We're here to solve all all society's problems and all the political issues that go around that. But you know, once we start getting people talking about community meals, cricket clubs, you see, I think can be a great part in that. Uh, they can be, they can offer community services. They can offer community meals. They can they can have outreach. Uh, the players can just get together and adopt adopt a granny, adopt an uncle, adopt a granddad. You know, just, just to keep an eye on them. Yeah, I heard you saying, Jake, about you know your, your your granddad being you know passionate about about cricket. Well, yeah, just just having days where, where you bring some of these 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 guys and girls along to, to watch, you know, and, and that that you know we talk about cricket needing to be more community based. Well, that's an absolutely prime way of doing it. Linking to what we're doing, you know, have a coffee, come in and have a coffee. Yeah, have a coffee morning for people. Yeah, have a community meal once a month, right? You know, just just engage with with everybody because. We all saw during during lockdown and, and various other things, the, the, and we we see them in in, in you know, all, you know, all this, the cops and robbers type programs. You know, the older older generation just left alone on their own, you know, sort of like put to one side, like, like an old an old pair of cricket shoes that you're never going to wear again. But there's life in them, yeah. And, yeah. and, and somebody, you know, and, and I just feel that it's a great opportunity for cricket to actually get more involved in community and in society and, and help. And I know I get to go on about it, but I'm passionate about this.
1: and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger.
2: I, I think Chris as well, The I mean, I've, I've seen, there's been a, a, some lovely viral videos or videos that have gone viral on social media of people with dementia. You get taken to a football match or taken to a sporting event and you can see they're not quite totally sure where they are but they know that they can recognize a song that's being sung they can they can feel the vibe of, of being in the crowd because what one of the things that my experience of Alzheimer's is that it people um, can't remember what happened yesterday but they can remember what happened when they were 20 yeah. or, or eight or something like that and sport is such a constant through people's lives they can pick up on, on being in a good place Jake can't they and and, yeah. and sport matters doesn't it
1: yeah 100% I think it's 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 exactly as as, as you said there I think you, you take people to to a familiar setting and and even even talking to, to grandad even in the in the latter years he can still recall cricket matches from from decades and decades and decades ago whether that be his own whether that be my dad's whether that be mine but he won't remember that he won't remember who you are sometimes yeah um which is it's why it's a it's a mind boggling condition I suppose
2: it's heartbreaking as well, isn't it? When you've got somebody you yeah. really love, like your granddad, my grandma, and they don't recognise you and they don't know who you are. That is, it is. I mean, that's why that little moment where my grandma just looked at me and said, James, meant so much to me because she kind of snapped out of it just for a, a second. But generally speaking, they've got no idea what's going on, have they? And it's just, it's just horrible. Yeah, i push it upon anybody.
0: Well, I mean, we're not experts, are we? And we, and we can't generalize. Um, but, you know, a phrase I quite often use in trying to, to explain things to my father is that it's just like every now and again, just that it gets switched off. My mum just seems to get switched off. Mm. Yeah? And there's no point saying anything at that point, right? Because there's just nothing there. But then in her own world, she'll get switched on again. And, you know, you're right, she might start talking about, you know, coherently about what she did years ago, right? You know, places they know and people that they go to but she can't remember what she's had for lunch. But it's like living in a foggy world with a shaft of, of, of brilliant sunshine every now and again. We take that shaft of sunshine for granted, but actually it's really special. Yeah, it's really quite yeah. special you know, the, when those happen. And I, I would just dread missing those because they happened in the nursing home when I wasn't there. And that's a personal opinion and a personal view. You know. And everybody's situation is different and I, I don't want to come over preaching. I, you know, I, I'm not, not, not into that. But I think if we can just increase awareness and increase people's ability to think about how they can maybe address this um, and raise some funds and have a bit of fun. And as I said, you know what we're doing with No Boundaries is we're just trying to. We're not trying to solve the world's problems. World's problems. We're just trying to enable people to, to, to play a little part. Because if lots of people play a little part, tomorrow will be better than today. And if, if every day is better than the day before. Well, you know, despite all the other stuff that's happening, yeah, we, we might just yeah, build something.
2: I've got the No Boundaries Cricket Club website um, open um, here on my phone. And uh, well, firstly, there's two T's in Butler, Chris. When you write my name, there's two T's in Butler. Remember that, please. Uh, but the, uh, the other thing is that the, uh, the venue for this match on the 29th of May is the Spen Victoria Cricket Bowls and Athletic Club. Is that that's still the case? That's
0: correct, yeah.
2: And if, if anybody wants to get involved on the day, um, whether that's making a donation, wants to get involved with No Boundaries Cricket Club, wants to get involved with Runs for Research, wants to actually uh, make a donation, wants to come along and actually play a part on the day. How do people? Um, how how do people do that?
0: Well, I, I think the, the the logical way is, is either direct. Well, you know, most people watching this will be on Twitter, so they can reach out to Jake or myself or Twitter or or or, or use it, at Ben. Um, I won't drag you into it. I know you're a little bit busier than most of us at the moment. Um. Yeah, just ask me. Yeah, I mean, if people want to play, we'll accommodate them. I mean, we're we being very relaxed about these games. If we've got fourteen people that want to play, we'll find a way for fourteen people to play. Um, Yeah, if a game finishes in ten overs, we'll we'll play the the other thirty. Yeah, we're not we're not we're not yeah we're all we're all friendly games and they're all about trying to give people a mixed ability um, or confidence. Yeah, because there's some very good cricketers out there who've lost their confidence because they haven't played for years. Just trying to get them to, to pick up a bat and ball because from the no boundaries perspective we want people to just pick up a bat and ball and go out on the field and have some fun right and then we then they can look around and see where they go with that journey after that similarly if somebody was, wants to score somebody wants to come and video it somebody wants to come and write about it somebody wants to come and photograph it any umpires yeah they it's a great opportunity it's a great opportunity for people that are looking to get involved in cricket to come and trial it in a very safe, friendly, you know, and hopefully fun environment. And so the best way, I think, is just contact myself directly or, you know, anything to do with Runs for Research, obviously Jake.
2: I um, I think from the Cricket Badger podcast point of view, there's definitely a podcast in this. Well, it can be a, an, out, an outside broadcast from the Cricket Badger podcast to come along and cover the day and talk to a few people involved in that. As far as Runs for Research is concerned, I mean, Chris has basically said um, get in touch with both of you guys, but they, if people want to get involved in Runs for Research, how do they do that, Jake?
1: So, yeah, as, as Chris says, contacting us on, on social media always works. Um, but, but we've got a website, um, www.runsforresearch.org.uk. Um, all the information about the cause um, and how to get involved, including the all-important sign-up link, um, is on there. So for any player sign- uh, that wants to sign up, um, we also have uh, a bat sticker available for, for any player that does get involved um, to help show their support kind of on the field. Um, but again, yeah. Any questions anybody's got? Yeah, just just drop us a message. Socials um, across the board, really.
2: And uh, oh, thanks for Cricket Coffee Co. as well for their uh, involvement in this too. Yeah, the Cricket yeah. Coffee Cup on the 29th of May. Um, so that, I mean, I like that the Cricket Coffee c- Coffee Cup. But I'll be the Cricket Coffee Mug because I'm not fit to play cricket at the moment. Uh, but, but the uh, I'll come along an umpire, Chris.
0: No, you you're welcome to. I mean, like, what what we've done is we're trying to yeah we're trying to get a club coach, club umpires. Uh, club DJ um, yeah, just, just people that, that cricket is, is, is still stuck upon a Saturday afternoon white guys, middle class guys middle aged guys, play cricket 10 pints, go home right? it's still stuck in that world for so many people um, but now you know you know if you're interested in numbers you can you know the statistician side of it there's some superb work being done out there that, that, that and it opens up the game you know it make, makes you realize that you know we spoke to a couple of scorers didn't we a couple of, a month or so ago yeah um uh, you know that's yeah. coming and getting involved in it and you can you can now sit in front of the tv and score a whole game yeah without feeling pressured or, or you know under you know just getting disturbed or whatever so it's just Cricket is so much broader than people know or, or give it credit for. Yeah. So yeah, come and on fire. As I said, come and interview people, James. Just come and come and talk to. People. Yeah, yeah. As and soon as that process, goes anywhere
2: it, near your pads, Marshall, you're out. You're on your way. So yeah, yeah I'm I, I'm not looking forward to my my
0: season's average for no boundaries. I think I've got a, a target on my back. But um, I just I just think that you know come along. You know it would be great to do a podcast. We have talked about it. Yeah, we could do some little video clips. Um. Just talk to people because what I want is I don't want me and you, James, talking about what we do. I want Jake talking about what he does. I want the players talking about what they do. I want people that have come along and watched talking about what they do because people pretty much know what you and I think about things, James, whether it's Yorkshire, whether it's racism, whether it's you know, where cricket should be going. Uh, we, we've talked about that till the cows come home. But there's a lot of people out there that I think can just actually start to express an opinion and, and make some changes yeah and then they go back on a, they go back to school or work on a tuesday and go do you know what i actually went to some cricket on monday and it was fun mm. yeah and, and and the people there were nice yeah and and they included me right and you know it, it just felt comfortable well we've won yeah, if we get one person saying that on the 30th we've won
2: absolutely absolutely indeed and uh, yeah looking forward to that then that's look, you said 30 29th isn't it 29th of may
0: yeah, oh, I, just, I, I, was, I was making the point if somebody the following day goes and talks oh, yeah, about
2: yeah, it. yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, my mind's very, very simple, Chris. I can only think of one date at the same time. Uh, um, So 29th of May, the Cricket Coffee Cup, raising money for uh, Alzheimer's, runs for research, Jake's uh, charity there. Chris is uh, heavily involved with the No Boundaries Cricket Club, of which I'm an ambassador. All tying cricket together to try and do some good for the game and good for a very, very good cause indeed, which means a lot to all three of us. Um, to finish with, let's go away from uh, go away from that, and let's talk about uh, that Test match, um, New Zealand last ball drama. I mean, people talk to me about our oh, Test match cricket is dead. Um, it's all about T um, Twenty these days. But Jake, I mean, I'm sure if you didn't see the match, you've seen the scorecard. I mean, that is such a great advert for Test cricket. Kane Williamson diving across the, uh, the across the crease on the final ball to win by uh, win on the final ball against Sri Lanka. Both teams deserve a lot of credit, and Test cricket is alive and kicking.
1: Hundred percent. I think you, you you talk Test cricket, and, and the man in the street says, "Well, it lasts five days, and, and at the end of the day, it might not it mightn't have a result." But for it to be decided on the very last ball of that fifth day. Um, it's just it's just remarkable. Um I think, yeah, a great advert for Test cricket. I think even somebody and, and as much as Williamson will get all the plaudits. I think Neil Wagner's contribution as well, mm. being injured, um, and then having to come out there and, and do that um for for his country, um, is is really is a remarkable advert for, for Test cricket ultimately.
2: It's pretty special, Chris, wasn't it? It was. And
0: I think special because with Test cricket you never quite know what you're going to get. With, with the white ball cricket for all the good stuff it can in my mind it has morphed into just another one of the same and, and it's fine it's absolutely superb for that you know it's like you know a, a, a nice bottle of wine compared to a really good quality bottle of wine but with test cricket you don't quite know whether you're going to get Stokes heroics uh, or you know a, a three day whitewash or a last minute a last ball victory but you can see it building. You know, every session is a game within a game, right? And, and you can start seeing the chess pieces and you can start doing the what-ifs and you've got the time to do that. You know? And, and I'm, not, I'm a big fan of the white ball game, but the white ball game, you just have to sit there and absorb what's thrown at you because it all goes so quickly. Yeah. Uh, but with the test back, because yeah. you can actually sit and you can see how it's going to evolve and you can go, well, what if this, what if the others? And even then, you'd never have, you know, you, you know who would have thought it would have been a buy? Right, the last ball, who would have thought that Kane Williams had 121 runs, yeah, and let's not forget on no boundaries, you've got, you've got a chance to win and Kane Williams signs back, which Jake has bought a, a team for. Um, who would have thought he just wouldn't get back on the ball? Yeah? A guy with a bulging disc and a torn hamstring, yeah, which is you and I combined, James, you know, could, could run 22 yards.
2: <laughs> exactly. the, only thing, the only thing from a Yorkshire point of view is he was supposed to be coming to Long to play for Yorkshire in the summer. And that, that maybe is uh, called into question a little bit, isn't it, with these injuries that he's he's suffering at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, phenomenal advert for uh, for Test match cricket. And long may it uh, live on. Just wish the crowds would come. They need to just get some way of taking the the global money in the game and actually spreading it around the world a little bit to support... Test cricket in um, in other areas because uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic sport. As you said, the way it kind of ebbs and flows, the way you can turn up to one match and it can be a 500-plus-500 a 500 500 draw and then the next match could be like we've seen today with New Zealand um and yeah and it's uh, we've just had the oscars last night wasn't it uh, i've always said test cricket is and, and red Bull cricket is a feature film you know your t20 is like a tv advert you can get some very funny ones you can get some rubbish ones um, and but they are throw away and they disappear and you forget them very quickly unless somebody hits six sixes in an over or something that's really memorable a t20 disappears into your memory banks very very quickly indeed a very very good test cricket match is like a feature film. You've got the narrative going through five days. It's like The Godfather or Shawshank Redemption or a classic feature film, where it you know you get your peaks and troughs, you get the exciting bits, you get the um the, the slightly duller bits or the more chess-like bits, and then it gradually builds to a crescendo like it did today when the um, Sri Lanka New Zealand game, and uh, you get a result on day five. It's just something very very special about red Bull cricket for me. And
1: I think it's the it's the different approaches that, that the different countries are, are going to take. Obviously, England with 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 all out attack, good vibes only. The only things that they do are are positive. Um, but then you've still got yeah New Zealand who are going to play their, their style of, of test cricket. And we obviously saw in the, the England series that that's that's the way they, they chose to do it. But ultimately that 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 fifth test in that second test in Wellington, all five days were different, but all equally enthralling. Um, and ultimately we could yeah, not have right. that the result would have gone in that direction either.
0: I, I just got just three, three, three quickies here i th- I think the thing Jake there that you struck there is that countries are going to play to their strengths all of a sudden since we're playing basketball we've got a a depth of of talents and and stuff available but let's not forget that for six years we struggled to find test openers yeah. Yeah, so so yeah we've kind of there's an inevitability that that we have to play that way because that's where our strengths are. Uh, I like your film analogy, james, but I think as a minimum, they should always be a trilogy. Uh, yes. I, 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 I can't. I don't think that they should ever be an even number, uh, and they certainly shouldn't be one. Um, but I, I think as a minimum, tests need to be three, because otherwise you're not really learning about test cricket and, and, and you know, when you go on tour, getting your squad through the, the three games. So I, th- I think that, that's important. And I suppose I'm increasingly less concerned about the, 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 the numbers in the stadium now because the discussion and, and stuff is so virulent on on Twitter and social media and with YouTube clips and everything else, and, and I think that that's something we did that this saw sort of maybe come out as a slight positive from, from COVID and the lockdown mm. was that you know there is a distinct lack of atmosphere in the games when there, are, there aren't big crowds, but the games can go on, and they can actually entertain and enthral and engage people around the world now because of um you know the social media um and the clips and, and you know people sharing stuff and everything else and at every level i mean uh, we've also I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume you are jake i know james will have done but the clip that's going around today about the the guy running after the tennis ball and then the spin taking it one way and then finally getting down throwing that you could not i mean you could not have rehearsed that you could not have predicted that there was, there was nothing that thought so, right up to the last minute Another last-minute classic. There was nothing that would have given an indication that he was going to hit his own foot. No. Uh, and I, my, my my timeline at some one point on Twitter today had those two images of him doing that and Kane Williamson diving in uh, on the same screen at the same time. And I thought, well, if you just want to summarize the breadth of cricket, uh, that, that, that was it. It was uh, just a great day all round at every level.
2: You, you mentioned the, um, the, the my film analogy and the fact that it should be at least three tests. E- equally, you know, the narrative of a test match, the narrative of a series changes, different personnel, people finding, you know, people starting in bad right. form and then finding form and vice versa. Yeah, you know, th- th- A series can be as dramatic in terms of narrative as well. We've seen plenty of classic series down the years too. And I totally agree. I think three match series minimum. In fact, I, I would personally play three match series for every single series, including The Ashes. I'd, you know, forget everything else. Three-match series, bang, bang, bang. That's your series. Let's move on. There's too much cricket at the moment in the world. Three-match series, I think, actually stops the, the five-match series or the, sometimes the six-match series dragging on forever. And actually, you know, just get it, make everything a three-match series and actually treat every test... Um, playing nation with the respect of a three-match series as well, whether it's Ireland, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, India, Australia, whoever. You know, three-match series for me is uh, what, what should happen all the I, way I think
0: you can, I, I think you can then actually start to have a, a fair world tre- test cricket tournament thing. Hmm. I mean, you can't if some games are played with a pink ball and some are played with a red ball. You can't if some test series are played one-offs or twos or fives. And I would also like to bring back what they used to have: is that the touring team go and play some of the counties as warm ups. If you want to get the game out yeah, into the, the you know the, the around the countries, yeah, then you know people turning up, you know, to you know, watch the Australian team at, at Cheltenham uh, or at Worcester uh, or at Leicester, yeah, and it would it would just put money into you know broaden money into the into the the, the game as well. Yeah, you know, if instead of having like the five tests, if they had three tests and four proper warm-up games—north, south, east, west—and and, and that would bring people into there, and they would see them. And I, I just, I just, I think that we're too—I'm oh, going that—we're on too quick to discard the past as being the past. And there are some good things that can be taken from the past and modified and used today to address some of today's issues. But we just seem to be. What's steaming ahead, you know, we've we've left that behind, move on, we've left that behind. And the amount of times people say to me, oh, well, that's the way it is now, you know, accept it. Why? Mm. Why why do I have to accept something that patently isn't better
2: (laughs) or isn't working? Totally agree. Totally agree. Anyway, 29th of May, the Cricket Coffee Cup. It's cricketcoffeeco.com is the website to go and buy your coffee quote badger you get yourself 10% off as well I mean you it's a win win um so uh, support cricket coffee co um, thank you to manscape.com as well for their support of the cricket badger podcast if you quote badger on there you get 20% off and free shipping you, i mean just watching the cricket badger podcast it pays for life um and uh, Jake and Chris thank you very much indeed and the cat for being the uh, our guests um on the cricket badger podcast uh, today did Badges get on with cats chris generally speaking do badges get on with cats you've got your cat on your knee there like um, um, Goldfinger or whatever his name was oh he's gone we've lost Chris finally we've lost him it doesn't matter now because we're saying goodbye Chris thank you Jake thank you um, I will hopefully see you on the 29th of May Jake and um, enjoy of Cheltenham course. tomorrow because I know you're off to Cheltenham tomorrow hopefully your bets land and uh, we will um, see you again on the Cricket Badger podcast very soon indeed Podcast Network.